Hey guys, it's Kenny. And Katie. We just wanted to make sure at the top of this episode that you knew that this episode is going to feature some disturbing content. (laughs) But also some special bonus content at the end of the episode. So I see you. I see you in your podcast app hitting that 30 second ahead button, clicking all the way to the end so that you can click through and delete the episode once we're done with the fucking feature story. Make sure you listen all the way to the end today because we have a special little treat for you for making it through this fucking chilling episode. And now, on with the show. So where do you feel fear? Where do I feel fear? Yeah, like physically, like in your body, where do you feel fear? Um, so in my stomach, there's like a center like right uh-huh. here. Or I don't know, where would, where would that be? That's like... That's your upper stomach. Actually, I believe what you're gesturing to, and I can use my theater degree uh, for this, is the region known as the solar plexus. And if you go to acting school, they will punch you in it a lot and like jiggle you. No. Yeah, it's right under your tits, though, so I think it might just be like a boob grab type of situation. Yeah, no, I feel it right here. When I feel fear, it's like something comes into my body, and it comes like right to the center, mm. like right here. I think that's like the... Or just the, under my sternum. Yeah. Yeah, that's the solar that's plexus. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, it's used for projection. Um, okay, I wasn't I think it's that. like the one, two, three... Is that like the fourth chakra? I don't know my chakras like I should. Um, one, uh, maybe. Because you have like the crown, and then there's one that's like right, like in the middle of your face. I think one at your mouth, and then I think one at your like right at your solar plexus, the chest chakra. Is it there? That's yeah, your heart it's the chakra. Oh yeah, that other thing that's in your chest. <laughs> Way but less important. Like... <laughs> um, I don't know that that would be mine. Um, it's a little lower. It's a little lower. A little bit lower. It's a little lower. It's not the ass chakra, though. Um, th- no, 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 no. It would be the, this one. The fifth chakra. Manipura? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know chakras either. What about you? We should learn about chakras. If you know about chakras, email us. I want to know. I feel it in my feet. Really? I do. My feet get really sweaty. Oh, Okay. I feel it in my feet a lot. Like, my feet get very sweaty, and they move. I, I move my feet a lot anyway. I'm actually literally moving them right now, and I'm yeah, not Yeah, all of the it. little weird bumps and, and things that you Most hear. Most of the time, it's my feet. It's from Katie kicking the fucking table. Yeah. I have to move my feet. It is a, it's a genetic thing. My father does it. I do it. We, it just is that we eat French fries the same way, and we both move our feet constantly. Doesn't that? It's just restless leg. It's simply a, no. It's not restless leg. Restless leg is something different. This is like I don't know. It's just a compulsion. Probably Nietzsche has things to say about it. Well, it probably will turn Freud. Into Freud, not leg. Nietzsche. Nietzsche don't give a fuck about feet. I don't think. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he was into that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's into that. Would he be? Uh, he's into that. Maybe like some people are into us. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> into foot stuff. Maybe some people that are into foot stuff are also into us. If you are, don't let us know. Listen. Don't send an email to the Haunted Heart Podcast at gmail.com. You remember that time I got featured on that like foot <laughs> fetish Instagram? <laughs> yes. Okay. So listen, Katie has. Bro. <laughs> let me just let me just explain here for the, for our, for our audience here. Uh, Katie has I have child feet. I literally have feet. baby feet. She may not have restless leg syndrome, but she definitely has kitty foot syndrome. I have weird like They're child like, toes. Her toes are like little chiclets. They are, and they're all like my foot is like a square. Like imagine like a Fred Flintstone foot, but smaller and like girlier, but like just as square. Yeah, with Vienna sausage toes, yeah. and that's what you have. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I. They're I, not as wide as sausages. That's why I say chiclets. They're yeah. like little chiclets. Chiclets, stublets, little, if you will. Little things. Yeah. They um, have been known as. Stublets. I don't even know. You posted a picture. Like, what did you paint no, your toenails I had, no, or something? No, I had. So I never. I never. I used to never go to the nail salon ever. 
and oh, I, I went and I got <laughs> I went and I got a um, a pedicure and I was so excited because you know I don't treat myself very often but I had treated myself that day and I was so excited and I was like ooh, I'm gonna take a picture of my pedicure and put it on Instagram girl so I did and I was like ooh, pedicure and then like this like foot fetish site commented on it and they were like mind if we steal didn't you and damn if they didn't put it on the site you, let it, you said yeah didn't you did i i think i, I may think have said yeah i am an agent of chaos so i probably was like i mean you were sure. like kenny this is so weird why are these fucking people doing this to me and then at the same time she was like yeah sure you can take it i, I actually don't think i approved of that though I feel like you you did. Really? I, rem- I think I remember you telling me about that. I feel like you uh, did. Maybe I was trying to lean in. You were like, yeah. I, I was think trying you to did. say yes more or lean in or whatever. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I don't really have a problem. The foot fetish thing doesn't really bother me. Hmm. I don't really want to like do foot stuff because it just seems hard. They they just like. I can't do with feet what I can do with hands. You know what I mean? I don't have much control over my feet. And I got these short little stublets. And they just don't do much. They don't have much grip. You it would just have doesn't... problems if you lost your arms. I would. Because what I am watched... I supposed to do with these fucking tiny Listen, toes? I watched a video uh, the other day at work. While I was supposed to be working. <laughs> um, on this uh, woman who has no arms. And she was driving a car. Using her feet... With specialized instruments to, that help her drive. She had like a little knob on the car, um, on the steering wheel. Uh, and she had like a specialized like uh, uh, pedal system to where she could use like her right foot to also do the, or her left foot to also do the gas as well. It was really weird, but it was really interesting. I watched it for like three minutes and then. What state is that? Because I don't think they let you do no, that. No, it in was Virginia. legal. It was, le- I don't know really? what state it was, but yeah, she had a legal, it was legal. She had a legal license. Hmm. Hmm. It may have been Canada. It sounds Canadian, I have to I'd have say. I have to double check that. I don't know. Interesting. If any of our listeners are missing missing their arms and drive with their feet, you can let us know how that works. <laughs> I mean, we support you, though. I feel like I it's... Mean, yeah, I support yeah. you. I just want to know, I mean, is, how does it work? So, um, anyway, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> I see you writing down my fucking edits like you're going to cut my shit out. I'm on the opposite side of the table today, and it's very alarming. It's very different. I'm looking left at you, and I feel like I'm going to have a crick in my neck because usually we are across from each other, and we give each other like the death stare the whole episode. Uh But now I'm having to turn my head and look at him, and it's just, it's a little weird. Yeah, and usually I can sort of subtly write my edit notes down. No, now I see him. Now Now I see what he's cutting out. I see all the truth that he's keeping out. The truth that I'm keeping. The truth that he's keeping from you. Listen, I never said I was truthful. Some some of that truth I wouldn't kept though. Yeah, <laughs> you know what say, I mean. Some of it. I was it, gonna say I need some you to of help it. me. Some of it, yeah, it's just me being a good person. Yeah, some of it, you know, because sometimes it gets a little difficult. Anyway, we have a new Stay Spooky Squad member, and his name is Chris S. Yay, Chris S. So you know the deal. We got a candle here. We have dressed it with good intentions. We have dressed it with intentions for health, wealth, happiness, honey. Anything you want, any type of good stuff that you've been looking to come your way. Love, luck, light. Or people to just leave you to fuck alone. Yeah. Whatever it is love, that you need. Love, light, or just leave. You might, <laughs> you might not want love. You might want people to get the fuck out of your way. Yeah, that's true too. In traffic, in whatever. So we have dressed this candle with good intentions for you, and now we will light it. For you. And it will sit right here beside my mic, actually between the two of us, for the rest of the episode. And as always, you know that it will burn beside us for the rest of this episode, but always in our haunted hearts. Yes. All right. So last week... We talked about Man- Mandela. 
Yes. Kenny's <laughs> <laughs> like, my fragile, the shards of my reality um, that I have taped back together. Last week, I cracked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Do you yeah. want to tell the Burger King story? Because I think, so I actually succeeded in freaking myself out last episode. Yes. Which is the first time that has ever happened. And I was a little bit uh, concerned. And so I went home uh, pretty pretty paranoid, I would say. Checked the back seat more than once. Kept for feeling what? like, I don't know. Nelson I, Mandela? For the <laughs> fucking crushing. <laughs> I'm like, we weren't talking about people. We Literally were just about serial killers. No, but I know. <laughs> Literally just Nelson Mandela in the backseat, like, hey girl, words of wisdom for you. <laughs> no, I kept I was afraid that reality would literally just dissipate in front of me. Mm. Like like I would be driving on the road and it would just like Sometimes I wish that would happen though. No. <laughs> But no, you actually went to get some dinner. I did. So I left uh, and went to get some food because I was hungry and there was no food in the house. And I'm going to have food. Uh, mm. So I went in my pajamas. I like how you're justifying your decision to go fucking get food yeah. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like they're judging you. It's just latent, like um, uh, residual... Uh, Trauma from being bullied. For real. For <laughs> real. Justification of why I'm doing things. Uh, anyway. Husky life, yeah. man. Fucking. So, I don't have to justify my meals to you, Grandma. I went to the Burger King because I love the Burger King. And I asked them if I could please order a Jalapeno King Burger. It's what I've been getting for like the past couple months. Uh, because it is absolutely delicious. I do love my spicy foods, and I love the jalapenos on their Whopper. And the man uh, in the intercom was like, sir, we don't serve that. And I was like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, thought he was going to have a situation, because you know they got a camera in that fucking drive-thru, and they were watching you and be like, I said, um, they were it's actually, it actually wasn't a Burger King employee. It was like some FBI man in black <laughs> behind there. They were watching the light die in your eyes. Yeah, they like slit the throat of the actual like drive through worker just so that they could fuck with my reality. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, so you don't have the jalapeno king burger? And they said, no, sir, we don't serve that. And so I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, and then I was like, but have you served it? And then they paused for a second. He was like, yes, sir, we did. We just don't have it anymore. And I was like, okay. Okay. Oh, oh, that's fine. And I was like, okay, good. And then I was mad. And then I was like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> then, you, then you were a husky man. And then I was husky Just mad. regular mad. So yeah, that Not was my like little- Not like the universe is collapsing uh, mad. Mm -hmm. So that was my little moment right after the Mandela effect. And it's actually happened a couple of times since then. So mm -hmm. thanks for that, Katie. You have created a crack in my reality, and now I'm seeing it everywhere. You know, that's that's what I seek to do. Jesus Christ. So anyway. Most in life is just open up cracks in the fabric of the universe. Say so. crack again. Crack. Cool. Cr crack. So, yes. Last week, Katie broke my reality. We did not. Uh, I didn't know what we were talking about. So this week... I turned the tables and did the same thing for Katie. She gave me a week off, and I gave her a week off. How, How nice. How nice. That's what friends do. It is what friends do. A lesson in friendship from the haunted heart. So I thought, uh, you know, this is our, uh, it's what, December 5th, I believe, when this, this airs. And it is that time of the year. It's dark. It's cold. People You'd get say, heated. Yeah, you'd say it's downright chilly. You would chill yourself to the bone, so to say. So I thought I would go through and compile some audio examples of some of the most chilling uh, interviews that one could find on the interwebs. <laughs> For some reason, all I'm imagining is a fucking interview of like Ice Cube and like iced tea <laughs> and like vanilla ice. Oh, I really wish you'd gone in that direction. 
the most <laughs> chill. All of a sudden, you're just like the chillest interviews ever. And it's like, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I actually don't know if we can use that hook on this show. He probably gonna no, sue I feel us. Like he would be the one to sue. He fucking would. Would 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 Sarah McLaughlin sue? Probably. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I feel like maybe not. Uh, Vanilla Ice. I feel like he would. I feel like he would sue. He was trapped on a plane hey, a while you know back what? Listen, in the zombie apocalypse. I'm ready to get my first cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> And you can email that to us at the Haunted Heart yes, Podcast hey, at gmail.com. Yeah, if you would like to uh, send us your cease and desist letter. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, send it to the, uh, the Haunted Heart Podcast. That's like you when we got our first one-star review. Yeah. You were excited. I was yeah. really excited. Bitch, I'm here. <laughs> I have arrived. I have arrived. So, yes, that's what we are doing today. So, what we're going to do is... Uh, I'm going to play the clips. I'm going to play them for you guys. Uh, and then we're going to get Katie's reaction from them and talk a little bit about the cases behind them as well. Yes. Talk about the cases yes. also. I don't want to feel too pressured to react. I can sometimes have stage fright or pod fright. Just don't need all that pressure. Right. None of the pressure. On me. No pressure. Okay. All right. So uh, are you ready for your first clip? I had decided before that the first bite would be the buttocks. I was able to cut through the skin. I'm a fool, so I didn't have a clue about human body structure. I thought that red flesh would appear straight away, but it wasn't like that. And this layer that was like sweet corn just carried on for ages, however deep I cut through. I couldn't reach with my knife, so I ripped out the flesh with my fingers and put it in my mouth. After I had sex with her, I tried to kiss her. For the first time, I said out loud, I love you in French. And I felt a huge shiver. All right. So that was a clip from an interview uh, by the celebrity cannibal known as Issei Sagawa. What are your thoughts, Katie? I fucking dislike this dude. I am actually familiar with this case. Kenny actually covered it for an episode when our fucking audio feed got eaten before Destroyed. we had Patreon. Maybe that was the Mandela effect happening. Maybe. Um, no, I'm familiar with this guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, he ate, like, didn't he kill? No. How many? Who did he one. kill? It was just one. Oh, he only killed one person? Yeah. He only killed one person? Yeah. Oh. For some reason, I thought it was two. No, he attacked that girl in her room, but he didn't kill her. Right? No, the girl it who. Was just one. No, he definitely. Oh, in yeah, his yeah, early yeah. No, days, no, 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 He no, rolled no. up in he a did. girl's room. Yeah, he did. Yes. When he was younger. Yeah, so when he was younger, he um, had he had uh, cannibalistic desires from a very early age um, that he actually said stemmed from dreams that he used to have about his parents eating him. Yeah, I'm going to just say if you have a dream about your parents eating you or you eating anybody. Just go ahead and go to a therapist, like, just to see. Just get a tune-up. Right. Just get the standard uh, mileage oil change. Make sure everything's good and tuned up and rotated in there. Yeah. Situated, rebalanced, like, just make sure it's everything's okay. Yeah. I need a professional to just check it out if you're <laughs> fucking having dreams about that bullshit. I will say in that video, uh, unfortunately, you guys aren't able to see it, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, uh... It looks like he has trimmed his pubes and glued them to the bottom of his fucking chin. Oh, my God. <laughs> because he has that kind of beard where, like, there's... He has that kind of facial hair where there is, like, literally no hair anywhere else except for the very bottom of his... Of the tip of his chin, which is interesting um, and horrifying, actually. Yeah. 
It is. Um, and, and it looks like he's growing a friend off the side of his fucking he does. face, He's too. got a friend growing on the side of his face. It's <laughs> a little strange. He's got this massive boil. Um, it's like that episode, or not the episode, it's like uh, that Austin Powers movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With the mole. Yeah. Mole, mole, yes. mole, mole. Yeah. And that was me, because I just couldn't stop. <laughs> I just, it grosses me out so much. He's like talking about eating this woman in fucking sweet corn, and I'm just like, God, what is on your face? Yeah, mm. that's the part that's like really weird to me. Like, I have never looked at sweet corn the same way again yeah it's uh um yeah. it's weird can so, you imagine though if we like fucking scraped our skin off and it was just like layers sweet of corn. sweet corn <laughs> fucking absolutely i mean damn okay I mean, shit just saying oh so, is it because fat cells are yellow yeah is that why yeah it oh was like so fat. it looks like oh so she was a big oh so she was one of my kind well it was the butt he was going into the buttocks which you know is very fatty well it depends on the buttocks actually it happens she, to be the strongest muscle in my body that's okay. true. Yeah. That's true. You felt my ass. You know. Yes. It's weird. Nothing else is muscular, though. It's not like because I work out a lot or anything. Listen, it's just... some people just got a little more sweet corn, and that's fine, just... too. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you aren't aware, this guy is uh, fucking disgusting, not only for the fact that he uh, murdered somebody, but he actually became somewhat of a celebrity after the fact. Um, so... He murdered, the woman that he murdered uh, was, her name was Renee Hartbelt, and he served time in French jail uh, for her murder in Paris, uh, where he was studying, and he invited her over to read a poem uh, in French, I believe, or German, I can't remember which one it was. Didn't they, like, study together? Yeah, they did study together, so she knew him, and they were kind of like, kind of like friends. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't. A stranger to her. Mm. Um, and I think she had actually been to his apartment before previously. Yeah. So it wasn't anything like super weird. Yeah. And she was actually really nice to him. One of the few people that actually was. Um, and he actually mistake. had her record um, reading a poem. I think it was actually about cannibalism in French. And he shot her uh, in the back of the head and then proceeded to... Uh, cannibalize her and have sex with her her body which is disgusting but he was later arrested for it and somehow the french authority or some for some reason the french authorities uh released him because he was deemed mentally unstable to stand for trial and some say that his father hired like a really high powerful lawyer um and the lawyer sort of like convince the French authorities to extradite him back to Japan. Some say that it was his uh, sort of celebrity that gave him, his celebrity status that sort of gave him a, or that sort of convinced the French authorities to, like, let him go because they didn't want that, like, anywhere near, you know, the French government. They were like, look, if we fucking let this guy go to trial here... The sales of sweet corn will just plummet. Yeah. And sweet corn is essential to the the French economy. Well, that was the thing. He couldn't go to trial because they just deemed him crazy. Oh. So it was like one of those things. So he was just going to be locked away. Oh. All right. Um, And so this lawyer found out a way to get him back to Japan. But here's here's the kicker. When he hit Japan... He was a free man because he didn't commit any crimes in Japan. Mm-hmm. So he was free to go. He could never go back to Paris again. But in Japan, he was a free man. And he actually, there was a couple of books written about him. He actually appeared in several pornos. What? Where he pretended, <laughs> yeah, he actually he actually did several pornographic films where he pretended to, like, eat the buttocks of his co-stars. Which is disgusting. I, mm, hang on. Yeah. It just seems like such a stretch from, like, cannibal killer to porn. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just turn anything into porn. No, you can't. Interesting. Yeah. So, huh? that guy's fucked up. How are they going to let him be in porn when his face looks like that? Um, I'm sure there's a market. Uh-uh. There's a market. Anyway, uh-uh. I think it was more of a novelty thing. You say that like they sell it at Spencer's. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. 
on to our next video. But one of the things is, you know, you mentioned about how your child was in the bath, and I believe it was Serena, Sophia, Sophia was went first, and you talked about how she panicked. Well, the reason that she's panicking is you're holding her down under the water. I wasn't. She, it shows right in the videotape. She was trying to show she could float backwards, mm -hmm. and then part this ear got in the water, and she's scared of water getting in her ear. And it shows me grabbing her with my hand and pulling her up, telling it's okay. And then I shut off the video camera and took her out of the water because she's learning well, to float. Isn't it true you sh after you shut off the video that you pushed her down under the water? I cannot. Isn't see that what is going to show that water's under in her lungs? I can't. And isn't that the same thing that's going to show in the other child, in Serena? There's going to be water in the lungs because you push those children underneath the water. Isn't that what happened? You pushed them under the water. They couldn't breathe. They're looking up at you. They're saying, please help me, mommy. And all you can see is their eyes open. And they're looking and saying, what are you doing, mommy? They can't breathe. And all you see is air bubbles. And you hold them down long enough that they cannot breathe. And they're thinking, what are you doing, Mommy? Mommy, we love you. All right. I cannot, I cannot say, I cannot, I cannot, I am feeble and weak, I cannot say, oh no. Are you making fun of her? <laughs> of course I fucking am. <laughs> yeah. Also, can I just say, I understand that we're trying to be serious, but a boot it's Canadian. I would like to send like a, a very strong a boot. It's Canadian. Yeah, that's it's from yeah Canadian. From Canada. From Canada. From Canada. Oh, Canada. I love Canada actually. I do too. Yeah, I mean not for this reason. I feel like this is a it's a bad side of Canada, but you know they got some good things. They got yeah. poutine. So that was a clip from uh, an interview given. Uh, or an interrogation, I should say, uh, with uh, a one, uh, Elaine Campioni. She was in the middle of, div of a divorce uh, and custody battle with her estranged husband, Leonardo Campioni. The couple had separated in June of 2005 after Leo was arrested. Elaine uh, had alleged that Leo had abused her throughout their relationship and he was facing four counts of assault, one count of assault causing bodily harm, and one count of uttering threats uh, for incidences between 2004 and 2005 involving his wife and also his eldest daughter, Serena. Mm -hmm. So on October 4th of 2006, Elaine calmly called the police telling them her children were dead. Serena and Sophia were found dressed in their pajamas, holding hands and lying in their mother's bed with a rosary and a photo album between them. It is believed that she had killed them two days prior. Police noted the air already smelled of decomposition in the home, mm. and she had drowned her daughters in the bathtub to essentially prevent her husband from getting custody. And it was just days before that they were actually to appear in family court for a custody hearing. I fucking hate shit like that. Leave your children out of your shitty battles with each other yeah so she she had some mental issues i mean obviously but these i were mean like, but like i'm talking pre this okay so uh she was having some problems with her mental health she spent some time in psychiatric wards before the murders and had also attempted suicide and it is reported that she had delusions of people trying to kill her and steal the girls uh, and she even claimed that she saw aliens Mm -hmm. And also, she uh, would do things like she wouldn't let her daughter, one of her daughters, touch anything that was the color red. Why? I don't know. Hmm. It was just a weird um, thing. So their defense was that Elaine was mentally ill. So the trial lasted for seven weeks, and the jury deliberated for another week, taking a break on the third day, uh, because what the defense was saying was that that they claimed that her mental disorder rendered her incapable of knowing what was morally right 
or wrong, and the prosecution argued that despite her illness, she was aware of what she was doing, knew it was uh, knew what was right and what was wrong, and deliberately killed her daughters to prevent her husband from gaining custody. I just don't go in for that type of Medea shit. What? Like Medea. Not Tyler Perry Medea. Oh. Greek mythology Medea. I was like, what? Okay. I Greek, don't remember that Tyler Perry movie. In Greek mythology, <laughs> way before, long before Tyler Perry's Medea, there uh, was a Greek play about Medea, and she uh, murdered her, her. Her husband basically like left her for another woman, and so she killed everybody and murdered her children so that she would make her husband very sad. And she succeeded in that, but also murdered her children. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, I, it's hard in this instance because as I was researching for this little uh, for this little bit here, it just seemed like I could believe both sides because her defense was that he was physically and mentally abusive towards yeah. her. And I do get that vibe, but also she has like a prehistory... Like, history of mental disorder so i just but don't also know if it was wasn't like... he he wasn't living with them at the time so it wasn't like she was actively being abused at that time no not at that time but um, she had he been, had been, been arrested for her because she had accused him of like assault or like he was being detained mm-hmm. so he wasn't around at that moment that mm-hmm. it happened uh so that's one clip i have so the actually the second clip uh, is a little more disturbing. So okay. do we this... want to put a red flag out? Um, yeah, I mean, this could be a little, I mean, all of these videos could be, or this, these audio clips could be a little emotionally triggering, but, um, this one in particular, uh, this video actually, uh, happened after she immediately right after she killed the, um, her daughters, she made a recording to her husband and I will play that for you now. Was it Bon Jovi that she was playing in the background, God, or was it like a first Katie. wave like British band? Because for a while I thought it was Echo and the Bunny Man esque, but then I started hearing Bon Jovi, and I'm just not really sure. <laughs> I don't know, Katie. I really wasn't paying attention to the music. I was paying attention to this horrible, uh, nightmarish confessional that no. this mother gave literally minutes after she just drowned her children Here's in the, the bathtub. Thing. Here's the thing. I was not thing. concerned I about just, Bon Jovi in the background. I just don't have a lot of mm, sympathy. I, I, I do. I do have sympathy. Clearly, she's got some issues. Clearly, she's been through some shit. But I just, I, I'm not there for you, babe. Well, I mean, no, but like also for the me, music clashes very in a in a very like I'm making light of it, but the music clashes in a very unsettling way with her tone, right? Because you have like this music that's like and like her tone is very like I mean, you know what she's just done, so it's right. very like the the um, discord there. There's like a weird dissonance to that that yeah. is actually deeply unsettling. So I'm making light of it, but like. Yeah, for me, it was just like, it was so, um, I mean, obviously I don't have sympathy for her either, but like when I first listened to it, like the fact that I know this happened literally, like that in watching that video, you know that 
her two daughters are like in the next room. Right. Right. Dead. Like, right. F- like it just. Also, it, she's doing that thing that 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 really irks me when killers confess and things like that, and they try to play like this sad card. Like, I don't see any actual tears falling. Like, we have a lot of weepy voice and the squinty eyes, but I don't see any real tears mm. is the thing here. So you just murdered two little girls, and you're fake crying, but I'm not seeing tears like Laura Lee. Oh, God, yeah. In the, in the <laughs> YouTube makeup no, Katie, world. Listen, Laura Lee has entered the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but, I mean, she's pulling, like, a Laura Lee move where um, we're really true. upset in our voice, but I'm not seeing any tears falling out of those eyes. That's true. From what I had read, though, um, a lot of, and this was just from her relatives, so I don't know if, the, I mean, it could be a little. Yeah. Um, it's tough because when somebody goes for an insanity plea, the, I won't say the facts of the case get changed, but they, a very specific amount of time, skill, effort, and expertise is put in by her lawyers um, to coordinate with various members of her family and yada yada to create this vision of create her, a narrative. this image of her, right, as yeah. mentally unstable when that may or may not be the case. Yeah, so the thing is, is that, like, her mother had said that she had noticed, like, um, a complete difference in her daughter's personality, like, after um, she got with this, this Leo guy, um, and that it especially got worse after she had her first daughter um that she just became really disconnected very depressed um and it was noted that she was very timid very shy around her husband and was very like i have to do what he says around him Mm -hmm. so i don't know like i said there is a narrative it could go either way um and they could both be at fault it could be a mixture of two perfect storms you know yeah um but I will say this, the husband um, actually never uh, had a forum uh, or never spoke about the allegations that she had against him because, you know, she killed her daughters after this. So then the attention was shifted from him and he never actually, like, stood trial for any of his allegations or any of that. Like, that just went away. Wasn't he in jail for that, though? He was being detained um, or something like that before... Um, they just, like, let him out? Yeah. No, I mean, it was Weird. like, it was like he never, like, he never went to trial for any of that. He never did, like, he didn't huh. do anything. He never spoke about that again. And nobody ever gave him, like, a proper forum to address those situations, and he never did. Mm-hmm. And what's really weird to me is that he gave um, a, so, like, the guy who just killed his daughters in, um, and his wife in yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Colorado. Yes. Do you remember right after that happened, he gave like, oh, um, I'm going to miss like hearing them say daddy when they come in. Yeah. Or, like when I come in. Yeah. Leo said literally the exact same thing. Mm. He was like, I'm going to miss like, I'm never going to get to hear my daughter shout daddy when I come through again. And it may all be, you know, I'm not trying to play, you know, say that he is or is not the victim i'm just trying to show both sides to it like that was a little weird for me because i connected it to this other guy not saying that that's yeah, true to the for, chris watts to case. the chris watts case but i'm not saying that that's true for this guy but it was just a little a little weird for me yeah i i'm just suspect and, and people grieve in different ways and i don't um i've seen so many interviews of killers who are straight up cold-blooded killers who do that fake crying thing and it's just like it's lost on me. Yeah. I get you. All right. Clip number four. And as, uh, as DJ Khaled says, another, another one. one. I'm a patient person. Got a good listening ear. and try to help people. You're patient with a good ear and you try to help people. Yes. When you're not trying to murder them. Yes. When Callinger's reign of terror ended, three were dead including his 14-year-old son. You murdered your own son? Yes, I did. Why did you do that? He was a sacrifice. I was to murder three million people on planet Earth, and he was a sacrifice to see if I could murder one of my own. At the end of murdering all the people on Earth, I was going to murder my own family and then take my own life and become God. All right. Yes. Yes, I did. Huh? 
I just appreciate his directness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you murdered your son. Yes. yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. That's like my me son. when somebody was like, Katie, I see that you've gone through the drive through and gotten a greasy burger. I thought you were on a diet. Yes. Yes, I did. Did you do that? Yes. Yes, I did. I don't think he said it like that. Yeah. Katie, I don't yes, know where I that. Did. I don't know where that voice came it's from. It's like this weird, from. like fucking. I don't know. And something about like the foot, like the camera footage. I know you guys can't see it, but the camera footage is all fucked up too. So his face looks like it's distorted. I kept waiting for it to do like the Shack thing, and those creepy videos of Shack with the gold bond commercials where his face starts distorting and like his left oh, eye starts I don't coming think that's out. A commercial. And it's right. I think that's just like a vine. Wait, well, they took it. They took it from a gold bond commercial that w- itself was very weird, and then. And, like edited it but yeah. I kept waiting for his fucking face to do that and it kind of looks like his face was doing that on its own yeah it's an old it's an older video so uh yeah no, I the think it's bar- just his fucking face uh, well, that too. <laughs> uh no the one thing uh that I find particularly amusing about this video is the shade from the interview <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was like so you're patient with people when you're not killing them? And he says yes. <laughs> like, just very direct. I love that. Yeah. Not, well, not. <laughs> no, no, we don't love it. I love the, yeah. the, the guy who's doing the interview. He was uh, shady. So that was uh, Joseph Callinger. So he was a cobbler by trade uh, and led a life steeped in madness and crime. As an adopted child, he grew up under the constant abuse from his parents, and it is no surprise that when he became a father, he too was abusive. On January 23rd, 1972, he branded his oldest daughter for running away, and he was arrested uh, for child abuse and found incompetent to stand trial. This so they just let him go my, back? So like, this, they just, they just, again, again, I will say, they just let him go? Like, this thing about being incompetent to stand trial, I don't. I'm like, mm, is this mm. how this works? You well, I mean, I get the whole incompetent to stand trial thing, but is the alternative like just let well, him here's out? The thing I think so. He actually, um, I think he only had an IQ of like 82. Not surprised. Um, somewhere <laughs> in the, uh, I had to murder three million people, all the people on Earth. By the way, we're mm. in the billions now. <laughs> Almost 7 billion to be exact. Well, maybe it was just 3 million. Uh, so he, no, because he had to murder 3 million people and then uh, once all the people on earth were dead, then he had which to I'm kill. assuming is those 3 million, uh, then he kills his family and himself and becomes God. But my question is like, who are you going to be God over? Well, he didn't get to if 3 If you done killed everybody. Yeah. He didn't get to 3 million, but he got to 3. <laughs> so. By mid-1974, he claimed that he was constantly hearing voices from a floating head uh, that followed him around, uh, and that God spoke to him and told him to kill young boys and sever their penises. Huh. You know, I don't think that's God, baby. I don't think so either. Uh, So he was eager to comply. Uh, So he enlisted his 13-year-old son, Michael, and proceeded to torture and murder a 9-year-old Puerto Rican youth with his his son. Uh, Their next victim was actually one of his own children, Joe Jr., who had previously accused him of abuse, was found drowned in an abandoned building. And on January 8th, 1975, Callinger and his son, Mike, gained entrance to a house in Leona, New Jersey, by posing as salesmen. For the next several hours, they beat, robbed. Now, I'm just going to say, I know you guys couldn't see this man, but just Google him and tell me if you'd answer the door if that knocked on your door trying to sell you something. What are you selling? He don't look like he going to sell you anything but meth, honey. (laughs) He really looks like the after shot of the meth poster. That is true. Like six months on meth. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Or more like a year on meth. Yeah. Or maybe two. Yeah. Uh, So for the next several hours, they beat, robbed, and terrorized the eight people inside. One of the eight, a 21-year-old nurse named Maria, who had stopped at the house to aid uh, an elderly neighbor and friend, was taken to the basement, tied up, sexually assaulted, and killed. Mm -hmm. A bloodstained shirt left by one of the intruders was traced uh, by a laundry mark to Callinger, who lived with his family in a cramped apartment above his shoe repair shop in Philadelphia. 
Now, Michael, uh, who was a juvenile, was placed on probation until his 25th birthday and is now free and is believed to have changed his name. After his capture, Joseph was pronounced paranoid and schizophrenic by psychiatrists. Shocker. Yeah, I'm Uh, floored. And during his New Jersey trial, he sometimes moaned and babbled incoherently. Nevertheless, the jury concluded that he had um, he had known right from wrong and then convicted him of murder. Thank you. Thank hmm. you, jury. Thank you, that jury. That jury said, we are not fucking around. We don't care about your competency. You're going to go to prison. And we're done. Yeah. So he was uh, convicted for... Um, you know, the robberies and the murder and all of that. And uh, in jail, as we heard, he expressed repeatedly his desire to kill literally every person on earth. All three million. <laughs> all three million. Literally all the people. Um, and he actually uh, slashed a fellow inmate's throat and poured lighter fluid on himself, Fuck. torched up, and get this, tried to fry an egg on his head. No, on the on his own head or on the inmate's on, head? Uh, on him, yeah, on his own head. He lit himself on fire and tried to yep. fry an egg on his head. Poured lighter fluid on himself, torched up, and tried to fry an egg on his head. Was he gonna eat the egg? I have like, no clue. I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't understand why you needed to kill the other inmate. Like, right? Like that was a part like of you... the process. Like, did he have the egg? Like, you get... <laughs> right? Did you get the egg from him? I I will probably never know. Interesting. So after that, they moved him to a state hospital (laughs) for the criminally insane. Mm -hmm. um, A good decision. Where he continued to talk to God uh, till his death, uh, which he uh, died from a seizure of all things. Hmm. So he was 59 years old when he passed away. And what year was this that he was doing all this? Uh, so it was in the 70s, 70s. 1975. Yeah. It sounds like the 70s, to be honest with you. Frying eggs on heads. Eggs on heads, (laughs) y'all. I just, I just don't understand. Listen, sometimes I get so mad, I could probably fry an egg on my head. That's true. That's true. But I'm not going to pour lighter fluid over myself to do it. I'm going to go to the, to the kitchen. I'm going to get me a pan. And I'm not gonna fry the egg, bitch. I'm gonna scramble it. Oh, I see. I like a fried egg. I like a. I'm um, not a fan. I like a good over medium. I'd say I like I like the whites cooked, uh, and I like the yolk runny. Yeah, I like I, I like, like a nice like layer of whites over the yolk to just contain it. So when I stab into it, it everywhere <laughs> it just bleeds out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um. All right. I would not eat an egg off that man's head. I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't either. I Not wouldn't. at all. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go for it. All right. And what do we say? Another, Another one. one. I'm I'm Okay, whereabouts in Albuquerque? Hello. Yeah, so that one gives me chills. I don't like that one. No. Uh, so that is actually a 911 call from uh, what they believe to be uh, a young girl who was missing, uh, is still missing. Her name was Antonin Cayadido, and she was born on December 25th, 1976. Uh, and she disappeared from her home in Gallup, New Mexico, in the early morning hours of April 6th, 1986. That evening, her mother, Penny, had been out with friends, and Antoinette, along with her younger sister, Wendy, were with a babysitter. Penny arrived home around midnight uh, and sent the babysitter home, and according to Wendy, the younger sister, there had been a knock at the door around 3 a.m. Both of the girls were still awake, and Antoinette believed the person at the door to be her uncle Joe. The when she a- asked who was there, supposedly uh, the person replied, "It's your uncle Joe." So she opened the door because uh, she did have an uncle Joe. So, like you know, 
the following morning, when her mother awoke to prepare the go- to prepare the girls for uh, Bible school, she realized that Antoinette was not in her bedroom. And after inquiring with neighbors, she phoned the police. Uh, one year after Caetito's disappearance, the Gallup Police Department received um, the frantic phone call, which we just listened to, uh, who claimed to be Antoinette. Um, which we heard, and you can definitely hear someone in the background saying, who said you could use the phone? Mm -hmm. And then you hear the screams. um, And her mother believed that that was her daughter. Hmm. Um, So four years later, in 1991, a waitress at a restaurant in Carson City, Nevada, encountered a teenage girl matching uh, her description who continually um, knocked her utensils to the floor, seemingly uh, attempting to get the waitress's attention. And according to the waitress, the girl grabbed her hand and squeezed it firmly each time the waitress handed back the utensils. And the girl was in the company of an unkempt couple. And after they left, the waitress cleaned uh, their table and found a napkin under the plate the girl had been eating from. And it contained two brief messages, help me and call the police. Mm. Um, According to investigators, Cayetito is believed to be deceased although her whereabouts remain unknown as of 2018. Her mother, Penny, uh, died in April of 1999, and it was reported in 2016 that police believed Penny actually may have had more information than she had given concerning her daughter's disappearance. That the mother may have had more information? Yeah. But they didn't allude to what it may have been? No. Mm. Um, And her father, the young girl's father, uh, died in 2012, so... Both of her parents are dead. Um, mm. But that's like, that's intense. Yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, uh, ugh, I don't like that one. I had to, ch- uh, listen, I had to chill you. I knew something I don't like it. was going to chill you. I don't have, I'm chilled. Good. Get me a blanket. The chilling has occurred. Oh. So, yes. Poor baby. So... I have one last one. This one's a little fun. I mean, we fucking need it after that one. <laughs> this one's a little so fun. Much child murder in this episode. Yeah. God. I, yeah. 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 There is. Mm. <laughs> All right. What do we say? Another. One. My spirit has been broken. <laughs> Fine. I'll say it. Another one. <laughs> So the medication makes the hallucinations go away? No. But they help me decide what is real and not real. They help me understand that I don't have to obey and do everything they say. When you say they, uh, what exactly do you do you see? Demons. Even now? In here as we speak? Yes. Where? Right there, right behind you. Right behind me. Does he uh, say anything? Yes. What does he say? He tells me to hurt you. He wants me to hit you. He wants me to cut you. You to go. Ooh, spooky. This fucking motherfucker wearing jogging pants. I'm not. He's got that. He's got that same hairstyle that all the boys in the early 2000s had, where they put gel in only the top of their hair and they pull it all fucking forward and then take like the very ends and kind of spike it up. Just fucking. Early 2000s boy hair plus jogging pants. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one is... Uh, I don't... All right. So here's the deal. I'll save this one for last because I'm not entirely sure that it's real. Oh, what about it makes it sound like it might not be real, Kenny? Please tell us. Um, it wants me to hurt you. <laughs> it wants me to talk in this voice. It's a deep so voice. So dramatic. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I wonder if he's ever considered podcasting. Maybe. I mean, he had a good podcast voice. 
Uh, no, supposedly it was taken from an interview with a person um, in a psychiatric facility uh, who also like had uh, an exorcism uh, performed on him, but to no avail. Mm. Um, but that's all I could find. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I couldn't really find anything on it. So I think it might be, I think it might be fake, but nevertheless, I thought it was still pretty chilling. It reminded me like when he's like, I see them, the, the demons, they're behind you. He wants me to kill you. He wants me to cut you. <laughs> cut. <laughs> the way he Yo. said cut was just like so great. I really <laughs> just liked the man. I feel like you're kind of into it in a way that makes me slightly uncomfortable. Possibly. I feel like you're, I mean, he did have like a nice neck, but that's all I can a give neck. him. We couldn't tell He's because fucking, his face was blurred. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to work out. Nah. You don't think so? I don't think so. Yeah, he said he was tired. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, I don't know. Seems suspicious Seems to me. suspicious, folks. Yes. So, those are the cases that I pulled. What did you think chilling of the, interviews. What, do you think of, what did you think of the audio? What stood out? What are your highlights? <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me at first, and I was like, we just did this whole episode about I, it. Well, <laughs> what no. Stood well, out? I know, but no, I am. Kind oh, of. you are asking I me. I am kind of asking you, oh. um, what are your highlights? Like... What, what are your takeaways? Well, it was such a fun <laughs> journey through cannibalism and child murder and demon possession. Uh, no, um, I think they were all pretty chilling. I think they were. I feel sufficiently chilled. There's something about like such like an interview format that is so intimate. And like if we were to ever do something horrible, I feel like people like would go start back. start a podcast. <laughs> I feel like people would go back through our podcast episodes and they would listen to it and they would be chilled, right? I would hope, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. No, there's something about it to me, like you said, it is so formal, but it's also like, it's time to cut the bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, let's, it's something about getting to the nitty gritty of who these people are and why they did what they did, which is so fascinating to me. Yeah. And true crime itself isn't, like I said, and I've said this plenty of times before, that's your bag more so than mine. Hmm. But something about this format for me is really appealing because not only do you get to see, you know, the serial killers and see them talk and actually see their facial expressions, their tics and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Which none of our listeners got to see. Yeah. None of our out. listeners got to see. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't get to see our facial expressions or tics, and that's fine, too. I don't want you to. No, I think just hearing, like, <laughs> Actually, the... you could at our live show coming up, which we will oh, talk nice about plug. again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's what makes it really just sort of chilling for me. And some of them even, because there's a lot out there, so I just... And I tried not to pick... See, this was a little hard, because I tried not to pick um, things that we might cover... Yeah. In the future. Yeah. So there's some that's like, you know, you get your Kemper and right. Ted Bundy yeah, 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 yeah. that are like, and your Ramirez that's like right. really good. But I didn't want to go there because I wanted like. To leave the, that open. Yeah. I wanted to leave that open. Yeah. But I will say um, there was one in particular that I was listening to from Ted Bundy. And the way he talks about um, like his relation to his crimes, his personality and pornography mm. was very no but what i'm saying is can is you that... hear my tongue pop and eye roll yes they all heard the tongue pop i will not edit that one out teddy was just trying <laughs> to fucking get off death like off of a death penalty yes he was fucking making all that shit up yes, watching porn does that. not make you kill people i know that i realize that and i get that but but his his, his actions actions yeah. and the way he delivers it yeah yeah he really was really it. I was like okay yeah like this man knows kind of I feel like he knows what he's talking about even though I know like yeah shit and is not sound because yeah. just because you watch well porn you know that mean you're gonna turn into a serial uh, killer Bundy defended himself in court as his own lawyer 
I did not know that. Bundy defended himself in court as his own lawyer and actually pulled a very interesting stunt in which he proposed to a woman on the stand. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking nuts, actually. But, but yeah, it was that sort of thing that really just sort of you know drew me into it. And I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we have a couple things that we need to remind you about. One of them is our live show that <gasps> Kenny so kindly brought up. Our live show is 11119. That's January 11th, 2019, here in D.C. at Dangerous Pies, D.C. And we will be performing for you all. The event is free. So if you are in the area or if you want to make a trip to the area, uh, come on out to the show. Let us know in our Facebook group if you will be coming or on the Facebook event page would probably be the more appropriate place to let us know if you're coming. Uh, if we get enough people who are interested in coming to the show, we'll do like a meet and greet either beforehand or after the show. Uh, maybe go to one of, little, one of the local bars. Uh, I've been there already this evening, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll do a meetup. We'll hang out. We'll grab a couple beers after the show, and it'll be a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Um, make sure that you're in the Facebook group. It is the place to be for news and things of that nature. Uh, if you do want to leave a little coin on the dresser, you can go visit us at patreon.com slash thehauntedheart, and you can sign up to be just like our friend Chris S., uh, Thanks for th almost throwing wax in my face. <laughs> that's fine. That would have been Chris's fault, not mine. Uh, you can be just like our, our friend Chris S. And you can join us and become a monthly supporter of the show. We truly, truly appreciate everyone who supports us. It's incredible. You guys are incredible. And we are just so happy that you help us do this thing called podcasting. Yes. So um, I think that's all the announcements. Follow us on Instagram. We're at The Haunted Heart Podcast. And we're on Twitter at The Haunted Heart uh, make sure that you're in the Facebook group. Leave us a rating. If you like us, give us five stars and write a little note to us. We read all of the reviews. It's awesome. Yeah. So send drop us, us a nine. A yeah, line. send us an email at the Hunter Heart Podcast. Or a nine. Drop at, us a nine. At gmail.com with either your cease and desist letter or <laughs> uh, a, um, you know, if you too have been interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> for committing a serial what? killer crime. A crime. Don't write us. Don't write us from prison. <laughs> that guy who we listened to, that calendar guy, just fucking emails. Oh, he's dead, remember? He died. Great, good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of you next time I'm frying an egg, dude. So we have a little bit of a surprise for you guys who listened all the way to the end of the episode. We've recently become acquainted with a band called Younger Hunger out in California, and they do a style of music that they call horror pop. So you know if it's horror pop, we got to bring it to you guys on The Haunted Heart. So we're going to play their new single, Dead Inside, at the end of this episode for you so you can check it out. And be sure uh, yeah. to look for them on Twitter. They're younger underscore hunger. They're also on Spotify. You can basically listen to their music anywhere that you listen to music. And check them out because they're really cool. Yeah. You can listen to us and then go listen to them. Exactly. We're both on Spotify. On Spotify. On brand. <laughs> and that was our Spotify spot. <laughs> our free <laughs> Spotify spot. <laughs> No, so check them out. They're really cool, and we hope you like this song. We certainly like it. And until next time, stay, stay spooky.